say that. Goonies never say die. Hello, everybody, and welcome to 40 Going On 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh, and this week we're going to be talking about fried food, and our manner of preparation for the show meant that we had to move our planned episode of vigorous exercise, because if we did that next week, two of us would die. <laughs> Which two, we're not going to tell you. Wait yeah, to I, find out. I was going to say, go ahead, comes go back and Joel is the only one on the podcast. I'm so lonely. <laughs> Other three of us have had a fucking grabber. <laughs> Make yeah, fun they... of air fryers now, dead guys. <laughs> <laughs> so we are talking about fried foods, arguably the best kind of foods. I do have to say I did much more prep work for this show than I did for the exercise show. Yeah, you actually. <laughs> this is one of the few times we haven't wait, haven't uh, had to wait for you to finish watching something before we started. <laughs> Although, I'm currently eating fried food right now. Just yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. I forgot about the topic, and I still prepared more than I prepare in an average week. <laughs> <laughs> And if you like overprepared podcasts, you probably will find a few on Geek Life Radio. How about shows like All Things Transformers, The Anime Trap House, HTML All the Things, and of course, Geek Life Radio's own Red Dead Radio Hour, The Schmorgishborg. If this is it, I want to know. Was that it? No. But what? It, it, this is it. That's nope. the song. Not well, it. He says, please let me know, and we're letting you know. No, that is not it. That is not it. Oh, damn it, Huey. <laughs> Do you not speak ill of Huey Lewis? Damn it, the news. Okay, I'll ah. take that. Okay. So if you're looking for more shows, you can find our back catalog over at Google, Amazon, and Apple Podcasts. We are on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podcast Addict. Also, we are out on uh, Reason.fm. That's another podcasting directory you can download that on both apple and android app store and to get in touch with us and give us a show idea that you'd like to hear you can call us at 708 now rap that's 708-669-9727 and join the conversation by joining our discord on the join us link in the show notes so uh, yeah last week we talked about how we had a buttload of emails or voicemails rather Unfortunately, they were a buttload of very difficult to decipher voicemails where like we could like listen and kind of make out what was being said, but the audio quality just couldn't be fixed enough for us to be able to play. It. I, I tried. I you tried. You made a valiant uh, effort, sir. We in, in, in this, we do know that the phrase B Arthur was said at one point or another. And also uh, you made some disparaging comments about Patrick. Yeah, I, I didn't. Didn't listener want us to do a show about beans? Yes, there was beans. Were also a word that we we picked out of the out of there also. But it, you want to we see would... George Wendt eating beans. <laughs> do you like beans? Do you like George Wendt? So but yeah, our, thanks our for apologies. Calling. Thanks for calling. Sorry we can't play on the show. Just like and honestly, like it's we had to do so much concentrating <laughs> to make out what you said that I'm not sure anyone listening to the show. It'd be 11 voicemails of God knows. Come again? What did he say? <laughs> of, talking to a, of talking to a bad jack-in-the-box drive through speaker, basically. Yeah. yeah. I love you too, Nen, but thank you for yeah. at least trying. We appreciate the effort. Yeah, we do know it was you, Nenemloss. Our love goes to you. Glad to know you're listening. Yeah. You're like one of our longest-time listeners, so props. Also, also bite me. And Pat. <laughs> yeah, most other people uh, have, who are listening to us way back then got sick of our shit, like year two. So, 
Beans. Glad you're still there. But by All right. Anyway. I think it's, it is, is it about, about that, that time. It is about that time. This week in music, movies, and TV. And beans. And sports. Me and my crew out not looking for beans. I do not understand the beans meme at all. I think that's the point. There's a beans meme? There is a beans meme. Me and the boys out at 3 a.m. looking for beans. You have now heard the beans meme. Yep. Just imagine a picture with two kind of ghostly apparitions in a like dimly lit hallway walking towards you. And that's the meme. You got the whole thing. Okay, then. All All right. right. So this week we are going with 7-15-1979. Wow. Uh, It is the first known appearance of mozzarella sticks on a menu as an appetizer at the Chicken Ranch in New York City. I want to go to a place called the Chicken Ranch. Very different than the Texas Chicken Ranch. (laughs) What's the Texas Chicken Ranch? It's actually a chicken ranch. The Chicken chicken Ranch is what the movie The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas was modeled after. I was going to say, I hope that's a strip club. I was going to say, you get a mozzarella (laughs) stick there, you get something totally different. There's a place in Chicago called Chicken Planet. That's really good. Is that a strip club? No. It's oh, a is it a chicken strip club? Oh, I get it. It's I don't. I don't know whether to yeah. laugh or groan at that one. That was a. That was that was clever. That was Not good. Necessarily funny, but clever. Yeah, that, that's why I gave it an oh. Ah. That's the title of my my autobiography. <laughs> Joel makes it clever. Everybody drink. <laughs> yeah. No, you say title of his autobiography. Not necessarily funny, but clever. Yeah, that's that's the title. <laughs> I don't know. Somehow I manage. (laughs) So music. Music, yes. The number one song in the land was Bad Girls by Donna Summer. Speaking of strip clubs. I kind of like that song. That's a good song. Like it's it's one of the disco standards that doesn't make like enrage me. So like disco duck. (laughs) Uh, Beep, beep. Speaking of disco, uh, has anybody heard the new uh, Foo Fighters DG's album? Uh, I have not. Not yet. Hail Satin. It's legitimately good, but it is it is disco. It is DG's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, it's. Yeah. It's. It's. Uh, Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters doing BG covers, and it's really good. Yeah. It's like surprisingly, shockingly good, but it sounds like the original songs. I mean, it's not like mm. they tried to push the envelope too far. Yeah, they're but. just like almost note for note covers, but yeah, they're, yeah. They're, but just a little bit updated. And they're, I mean, it's really good. I've heard uh, several of them, and I, really I don't like know. It sounds like there's a shark involved in this. Do 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 do. Jumping a shark. Yeah. Oh, but no, it's 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 really good. I mean, basically, Dave Grohl is such a well loved musician; he can do whatever the fuck he wants, <laughs> and now he wants to do disco. Well, all right. <laughs> so, when's a Donna Summer cover album coming? I'd like to hear his cover of Bad Girls. You've stopped being clever. All right. Moving on, then. One of the pioneers of rock and roll music, Chuck Berry's unique style of showmanship and guitar play helped influence and define words, the genre. Words, 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 Good Lord, that was a horribly worded, not worded, spoken. Oh, Jesus Christ. Sentence. <laughs> and the hits just keep on rolling. <laughs> Do you smell toast? I think so. It was on July 10th that musician and singer Chuck Berry was sentenced to four months in prison under the charges of $200,000 worth of unpaid taxes for cash appearances. He served out a sentence at Lompoc Prison Camp, where he wrote his autobiography, which was later published in 1987. He brought his guitar, writing materials, and two dictionaries with him into his cell. 
He was also required to complete 1,000 hours of community service, which he fulfilled by doing benefit concerts. That he was paid in cash and landed him back in jail. That's not true. That you know. Why did he bring two dictionaries? One is currency and one is to use? One was hollowed out and full of crack pipes? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> what, if, what if dictionaries were currency in prison? Thesauruses, you know? Knowledge is power, dude. Then convicted felons would be a lot better, sp- <clears throat> better spoken, that's for sure. I think Patrick may be a convicted felon. Yeah, not yeah, not podcasters. Yeah, that was awful. I can't believe in the middle of my own joke about other people's... Got just keep rolling there, Patrick. You're not saving no, yourself just, at all. I just, I, I'm just, my, I'm defeat. I defeated myself now. I just, I'm done. I'm like, just uh, got a case of the jewels. I'm deflated. I'm like, <sighs> I'm like a Santa Claus in January. Somebody get him a blue pill. They're just like on the lawn that is just <clears throat> laying there, hasn't been picked up. That's me. It's still going. <laughs> Moving on, then. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Anderson Pace, born June 29th, is an English musician best known as a drummer and only remaining original member of the English rock band Deep Purple. After Deep Purple first split up, Pace went on to form a new group, Pace Ashton Lord, in 1976. In August 1979, Pace was asked by David Coverdale to join Whitesnake on the Japanese tour for the Love Hunter album. He stayed with the band for almost three years. And then he left, saying, here I go again on my own. That's kind of a weird call for Whitesnake there. To get the drummer from Deep Purple? Yeah. Like, we need a drummer for this tour. Who are we going to have? How about that guy from Deep Purple? He's not doing anything. Well, the guy from Casey and the Sunshine Band was busy. Well, okay, there you go then. Yeah. All right. And finally, Minnie Julia Ripperton Rudolph was an American singer-songwriter best known for a 1975 single. His name is my name, too. (laughs) (laughs) And her uh, four octave D3 to F sharp yep. seven uh, colorat, color, coloratura uh, soprano range. Is that right? Coloratura? You know that term? I don't know that. Coloratura? Coloratura? I figure it was singing. There's a chance it might be. You might know it. I don't know. Yeah. You're more I, think of a... it, I think that's just like a layman's terms, really high soprano. Coloratura? Yeah. Her it's definitely four... coloratura, but I've never <clears throat> heard it. Her four octave D3 to F sharp seven coloratura soprano range yeah that's like mariah carey shit there something yeah that's that's exactly what it is it's uh one of the rarest voice categories uh characterized by the ability to sing with agility while using utilizing a dramatic soprano voice with all the volume and power Mm -hmm. that entails so you, you don't get like nasally or whatever when you hit the real high range well she didn't in loving you that's for sure so like when you get kicking kicked in the nuts or nut. Hey. She is also widely known for her use of the whistle register and has been referred to by the media as the queen of the whistle register. Okay, this also, is starting to sound like cricket facts. Right? Those <laughs> are interesting terms, yeah. Her early affiliation with the Chicago-based Chess Records afforded her the opportunity to sing backing vocals for various established artists such as Etta James, Fontella Bass, Ramsey Lewis, Bo Diddley, Chuck Berry, and Muddy Waters. On August 24th, 1976, Ripperton revealed on The Tonight Show that he had un- she had undergone a mastectomy due to breast cancer, and on July 12th of this week, after a recurrence of her cancer, she died in the arms of her husband and was absorbed. That's really fucking sad. That is sad. Yeah. Damn. 
I mean, she did, I, she did vocals for Chuck Berry. He's up in the window of his cell. Sing it louder. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope they didn't give her give him cash for that. <laughs> that's that's pretty like. Uh, I mean, that's. I mean, if you're gonna go, I mean, it, I mean, it, how old was she? Does it did like, I, did I miss that? No, I didn't say. Like, I mean, it's it a big difference if she was 32 or if she was 97. <laughs> well, she was born. Wait, born in 47, she... died in 79. So about 40, 40-ish years old. Okay, a little, a little younger than us. Okay, yeah, that yeah. that makes a difference. Uh, wow, yeah. All right, that's music. <laughs> now Joel's sad. <laughs> I am sad, man. I, I mean, if you're going to go, it, no. at least oh, she I went. Oh, I take that back. I, I can't math. 31. She went, you know, in the arms of her husband. So, I mean, you know, that's something. But, yeah, that's young. That's too young to... For sure. ...to die. Oh, my God. You know who her daughter is? Yep. Maya Rudolph. Yep. Oh, okay. Holy cow. I did not know that. I should have mentioned that, actually. Yeah, that's that's that, interesting. That's one of my favorite little pieces of trivia I use for people. I didn't, didn't write it in there for some Didn't reason. use it here. Yeah. All right. Moving on to movies. The number one movie in the land was The Amityville Horror, starring Margot Kidder, Rod Steiger, and Mr. Barbara Streisand. We did that show. We did. One of the that's few a, Ryan Reynolds movies that I didn't like. There's a shout out to my dad. That's what my dad used to call James Brolin, Mr. Barbara Streisand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Born on July 17th, Michael James Vogel is an American actor and former model. Vogel began acting in 2001 and has appeared in several films and series, including... The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Grind, Poseidon, Blue Valentine, The Help, Bates Motel, Cloverfield, Under the Dome, The Case for Christ, and the acronym of the week, TSOTTP, which I believe is the slicing of the tip of the penis. Oh. Yeah, I realized there was a second T in there at the last second. So I decided to add the tip. Oh, slicing of the Just turkey. The, tip. the slicing of the turkey penis. Slicing of the turkey <clears throat> penis. Yeah. yeah, that double T in the middle oh. threw me because I I realized it as I was saying it. The turgid penis. Oh, the slicing ah. of the turgid penis. I was so close. <laughs> no, that is actually the sisterhood of the traveling pants, which that's pretty much like the slicing of the turgid penis. Yeah, I was gonna say that's pretty much like the same thing. My closest. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's the <laughs> subtext. That's like one of my like I have I have. Like a thing about my eyes, I don't like people like touching my eyes, type of thing. It's that happen the... a lot. Well, it it could be for the fact that I had my uh, cornea cut when I was oh, in seventh yeah. grade. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got a, somebody stuff shove their fingernail in my eyes, so I have a thing with that. But that and like paper cuts on my eyes or paper cuts on your pe- tip of your penis is just like, yeah. Has, has that happened to you before? Right, like that's you need great. to put your pants on when you're doing paperwork, Mike. <laughs> well, that's why I have two dictionaries. <laughs> Ah, dictionaries, yeah. Yeah. Ah, Ah, so TV. Oh, wait, no, wait, there's one more. I'm not even done with Michael James Vogel. (laughs) He starred as the lead in the NBC military drama series The Brave for the 2017 to 2018 season. Waka waka. Movies released this week included Breaking Away, Dracula, and The Wanderers. At first, I read that as The Warriors. I'm like, that's a great movie. And then I was like, oh, no, it says The Wanderers. It's about a bunch of guys who like to go around. They're never in one place. They're go from town, town to town. town. <laughs> I hate myself because of you. <laughs> right now, Huey Lewis is rolling over in his grave somewhere. <laughs> Huey Lewis isn't dead. 
Nor did he write that song. <laughs> he yeah. wishes he that was. Even, it's like, I have no idea. What, he just like lays on the floor and starts rolling around. Huey, what you doing? I don't know. I feel like I need to do this. <laughs> All right. So TV top shows in the land were 60 Minutes, Three's Company, Mash, and something new. It's That's Incredible. There's been a disturbance in the force. I know. We haven't. We, this is. I think this came maybe came up like once before. Yeah, because I think we talked about John Davidson, like they, who the hosts were. Yeah, and yeah. Skip Davis or whatever the hell, Skip something. I used to love that. Skip incredible. to my Lou. You know. <laughs> like, a man catches an arrow in midair with his teeth. You won't believe it. I'm like, I gotta. I, I want to see that shit. Come on. I love that show. <laughs> yeah, I used to watch that shit. You know why? Show. Because it was incredible. I liked all of those, like Ripley's Believe It or Not. Like there were there were a couple of them that were kind of in the same wheelhouse. We got to do a Believe It or Not show because it's been redone multiple times. I think it was wasn't it the guy who played uh, Superman and yeah, Lois Dean and Clark Kane? Dean Kane. Yeah. I think yeah. we talked about doing it back in the day. It's it's probably due for another reboot. Yeah, we know for a fact if we put it on the show list, it's going to show up as a reboot in six months after we've done the show. Just been announced. That's incredible. The reboot. Uh, also hosted by Marky Post. Wow. That's a weird call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a name I have. And I mean, honestly, yeah. Marky Post was kind of 80s hot, though. Yep. All right. So Jamia Suzette Jama Mays. Sounds uh, gonna, okay. That's incredible. <laughs> she was born on July 16th, is an American actress. She is known for playing Emma Pillsbury in Glee and for her starring in roles in the film Red Eye, Paul Blart, Mall Cop. Ooh, there's a decline in quality right there. Wait and till you the, get to this one. <laughs> and the Smurfs. Career is looking good. She has also been in The Millers and Heroes. The Millers is incredibly underrated. Or no, I'm thinking of High, We're the Millers. Oh, yeah, that We're the Millers is, yeah. So. Yeah, We're the Millers. Never mind. I don't, know, I don't know what the Millers is. Okay. George DeWitt was an American singer and comedian. He is best known as the host of Name That Tune, which featured contestants guessing the name of popular tunes from a limited number of notes. He later became a recording artist for RKO Records, and much later, he died of a heart attack on July 19th of this year. Oh. There is a Name That Tune remake-ish type show out. Yeah, called uh, The Singing Bee. The Singing Bee? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, Wayne Brady hosts that one. No, I can see that. There's oh. another one. I think I, we got to put this on the list, like Guess the Music Shows, because I watched it not too long ago. It was actually pretty good. It's, they give him a little bit more than just, you know, I can name that song in one note. I'm sorry, Marsha. No, you can't. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so the final episode of Welcome Back, Cotter aired this year. Nope. What do you mean, no? Just this week. You said year. Oh, this week. Well, technically I'm right. <laughs> yeah. This week century. was in this year. Yeah. This week was in the year. I don't know what you're talking about. The final episode of Welcome Back, Cotter aired this week within this year. <laughs> Sometime of the year. Yeah. Sometime of the year, along with the oft-praised and <laughs> sorely missed David Cassidy, Man Undercover. I can't even imagine that this went yeah. more than two episodes. I didn't want to look it up. I was like, like, I was so disinterested. Joel, get on like, that. I don't, even, I don't even want to know what it like is. like Undercover Boss. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Und- it's probably like him disguising himself as different things and then be like, yeah, I'm David Cassidy. But I didn't really care. <laughs> I thought this plant was David Cassidy. American. <laughs> okay. American. So- I tried to put my shoes on. Turns on they were David Cassidy. 
<laughs> I'm David Cassidy. Get your foot out of my ass. Well, the uh, the, the that brief... may be one of the strangest things I've ever said out loud. <laughs> the short little pref- premise here. Uh, it had ten episodes. It says a twenty-something police officer operates undercover in the Los Angeles youth scene. Oh my God, we have discussed this before. And yes, David Cassidy played the twenty-something police officer. Well, of course. With Simon Oakland as his sergeant. At some point, this has come up in one show because I remember us talking about David Cassidy being an undercover cop at one point. I don't the, remember when or how, but yeah, I know. I would love to this. be in the picture room with her. Y'all love David Cassidy. Everybody loves David Cassidy. But what if David Cassidy was a cop? We we gotta get this kid to some kind of some kind of show or movie. Well, we got that cop show. He's like, What are you crazy? <laughs> The uh, guy, that guy gets fired. The next guy comes in. Like, yeah, great. The the user reviews. The first one on the IMDb page says pretty decent. <laughs> <laughs> That's your whole review, huh? Seven point five out of ten is the overall rating, and there's eighty seven people who have ranked this rated the show. That 87. is six points higher than I expected that to be. 87. That's nuts. Now, now I'm imagining it's that that's like Ron Swanson reviewing things. Cool. That's, that's just, he's got a whole channel where he reviews things. All his YouTube videos are like three seconds long. Yeah, pretty decent. He's kind of like Leonard on uh, Community. Uh, oh I got. I have to get my dad on a YouTube show yeah. reviewing stuff. He reviews homemade kayaks. <laughs> um, You know, the dumb thing about this show is it's called David Cassidy Man Undercover, but the character's name on the show is Dan Shea. He's he's not even called David Cassidy on the show. That's how deep undercover David Cassidy is. Oh. Curse you, David Cassidy. Huey Lewis is rolling over in his grave again. But never mind, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I got no more. That's the TV. My lights just turned off. What the fuck? (laughs) All right, moving on to sports. On July 12th, Disco Demolition Night was a promotion at Comiskey Park in Chicago that ended in a riot. At the climax of the event, a crate filled with disco records was blown up on the field between games of the doubleheader between the Chicago White Sox and the Detroit Tigers. Yep. Many of those in attendance had come to see the explosion rather than the games and rushed onto the field after the detonation. The playing field was so damaged by the explosion and by the fans that the White Sox were required to forfeit the second game to the Tigers. Wasn't I it double WLS that did it? It was uh, Steve uh, Steve Dahl in yeah. WLUP. The loop because I watched the Bee Gees documentary and they there was a whole part in the documentary about that event. <laughs> Have you guys ever watched the like the commentary of that from the sportscasters? Oh yeah, yeah. Where, where is... they're where they're cutting back and forth. Yeah, <laughs> it is hilarious. Yeah. Retroactively hilarious. All right, on July 19th, both Nolan Ryan and Steve Carlton lost their bids for a no-hitter in the ninth inning. For that to happen twice in the same day is pretty rare. Like, meaning they had no hits at all up until the very until, last inning. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's kind of cool at the same time. It's got to suck. Right. Yeah, Nolan Ryan uh, has the major league record for most no-hitters ever thrown in a career, and he also has the record for most almost no-hitters, like most one-hitters. How many no-hitters did he have? Uh, like I think something crazy, like eleven, which is Jesus. You know, yeah, like the next closest guy is something like three. Pat has a different record for most one hitters, but it has nothing to do with baseball. <laughs> you know who never had a no hitter? Ike Turner. 
Oh, <laughs> dude. Oh, nice. All right. Now, wait, wait, wait. I, I want to take a deep breath. That guy was a hit machine. <laughs> Hold on. Deep breath. I need to take a drink, and then I want to hear Patrick say this. Right? Oh, I have okay. no idea oh. how this is going to happen. Huh. Conjanigi Randi Dilhara Fernando. Ha ha, how about that? Born July 19th is a professional Sri Lankan cricketer playing for tests, ODIs, and T2OIs in the international arena. He was a key member for the 2007 ICC Cricket World Cup and 2011 ICC Cricket World Cup runner-up teams. He is a right-handed pace bowler. Fernando is best known for his rare technique when bowling the slower ball by splitting the fingers on the ball as it is released. Oh, that's it. That's it. Okay. That wasn't as bad as I thought. It started out scary, but... I, I just wanted to hear this, this first... Uh, yeah, that name is... The name, yeah. Concierge Gandhi Dill. All right. So, yeah, that's it for the tweet. Play us off, keyboard, Joel. Na 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 Fried foods, both the joy and the bane of our lives. Like sunshine and rain. I feel like I should have a lyric to follow that up with. Joy and pain. If this is it, uh, I What is it with you and Huey Lewis' show? What is going on? Uh, All right. So weird so, fried foods and Huey Lewis, they Huey, go together yeah. like banana <laughs> like, and cabbage. Like pickles and beer. Ooh, I didn't go for <laughs> like Greek, Like Greek yogurt and bumblebees. All right, so he's her boyfriend. <laughs> okay, so going back, fried foods. Dig, I dug a little bit. I tried not to go down the rabbit hole on this one, but there is evidence of fried food recipes going back to 5 BC with the Egyptians having recipes of fried cakes that look to be something like fritters. I'm going to go with with an Encyclopedia Brown calling out the bullshit because like how do they know it was 5 bc they couldn't have written that down because it was before crispy because of <laughs> they didn't uh, know they didn't know that in wait. five years christ was coming oh stop it oh god <laughs> jesus <laughs> jay i think josh may have found the perfect response for that oh stop it <laughs> I, I, from the pedant of the show when i'm telling you to stop it you need to cut it the fuck out <laughs> It, also, Go ahead, the, tell me what you think AD stands for. I'll show you how pedantic I can get. <laughs> All right, so the Roman Apicius. I believe has, that's correct, yeah. Yeah, has references to frying things or sautéing things, but where this method came from is still a mystery. Now, if you want to get – this is where the, I had to stop myself on the rabbit hole because you know how I love, like, ancient texts and that sort of thing. Um the Apicius is a collection of Roman cookery recipes that was thought to be, have been compiled in the first century. I actually knew that, but that's because Sarah used to be a uh, Roman reenactor. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's like it's like the joy of cooking Roman style. And there's Garum co- and all that kind of shit. Yeah. And they know about the the they're guessing on the date from the Latin version of it, where if it's a Vulgo Latin versus a classical Latin in, in it's just basically it's, it's how they're using the words in, in, in there, but it's got recipes of like deep frying things in honey and that sort of thing. So it's, 
deep frying stuff has been around for a long time. Now, let's throw ourselves forward a few hundred years to the 1918, where the Pitco Friolator was invented. Now, Pitco is a company that's still around, has been around for over 100 years. And when you think, if I say fry machine, you think of the basket that goes up and down, you know, like in Mickey D's. Put the fries in the basket, the basket lowers itself, fries itself, and then raises back up. That's the Pitco machine. It puts the fries in the basket. <laughs> Ding, fries are done. <laughs> it's just, now I want to get a job at McDonald's just to do that to somebody. I'm going to get a job at McDonald's on the side and just like be the guy who just every, does not give a shit. Every time you train somebody on the fry station, you just... Put the fries talk like, in the talking basket. Talking like Buffalo Bill the whole time. You put the fries in the basket. <laughs> put the fries in the or basket. Get the hose again. I'll get the hose. <laughs> if you got fries in the basket, you get all the hose. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Goodbye, horsey sauce. What is happening? Goodbye, horsey sauce. Okay, hang on. I need more vodka. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mm. Okay, so eat a buffalo yes. bill spink. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Hey, that's not chicken skin. <laughs> Why is Joel funny? Because <laughs> we've been drinking. <laughs> oh, okay. That's all why right. they make you drink at comedy clubs. All right, all right, all right. So, fried foods as a kid. Did your parents have a go-to dish hmm. that they made? No, that you made. Why would I be asking about that? <laughs> Ten years it's, old, operating the deep fryer, you know, normal kid stuff. What I'm the just saying, did, question is that? Whose parents deep fried shit? The neighbor's parents. Who the hell? What do you mean whose parents deep fried shit or fried shit? We're talking about fried foods, deep frying, frying. I, I know, but did all of your parents deep fry food for you? Didn't yours? No, mine didn't. I'm No. Yeah. I mean, I'm Polish. We fried everything. A fish fry is a huge thing down here, so yeah, we've yeah, plenty. Of oh, Actually, okay. I'm with Joel on this. Where like I don't think it's super weird, but I didn't have that experience so much. Oh, but my mom was not a great cook. I mean, like my mom used to oven fry chicken. Uh, no, that's called baking. Yeah, no. I was gonna say, yeah, we're, we're gonna have to get to this before Joel starts busting out his air fryer. I, I, I am not going to mock him for the air fryer so long as we can. Uh, get some ground rules. If it's in an air fryer, it is air fried food, but it's not fried food. Th those are very, they're different things. Fried food has to be in hot oil. Okay. Of yes. some that's sort. Fair. It that's has fair. to be submersed. Okay. That's fair. Well, I see, mean, you can <clears throat> pan fry and it's still fried food. Yes. Yeah. Well, see, that that's kind of what she did, though. She would uh, heat the oven up to whatever the temp was. I don't have the recipe, but she would put she would <laughs> unless batter she, unless she dumped that oven in a, in a big vat of hot oil. I don't want to hear it. No, she'd have like one of those uh, uh, metal or not metal uh, glass baking dishes, and she'd have a layer of oil on the bottom, and then she'd batter the chicken. Uh, the breasts and thighs and legs and whatever. And then that would be in the oven. And then she'd put the chicken into the pan and cook it. And it wait, was, did she took, wait, the, where did the pan come from? She would take the, the oil and put it in door. the glass Kmart. dish in the glass dish. Yeah. And then okay. And would, then she would cook it and then put it in the front in the pan. Since she'd put the chicken into the, the glass baking dish and the, 
the oven and then it would it would kind of pseudo fry the chicken that's called crispy skin but it wasn't i I guess so she always called it oven fried chicken so i don't know that's probably what the recipe she used originally called it i mean that's the closest thing that 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 we made at home like that anyway your mother is a dirty liar (laughs) don't talk about my mother that way i will if she's she's if she's frying chicken for you and, and baking chicken for you and telling you it's fried yeah, That's but if you're going from a recipe from, like, maybe there was a recipe book in the 1970s that called it oven fried chicken. All and right, if that's what the food is called, like, I wouldn't call it fried food, but I get it. Like, you could tell your kids, oh, well, the recipe calls it oven fried chicken. That's what the fuck it is. Okay. I'll, I'll give you that, but I'll also give you that Joel's mom apparently was a terrible cook. See? She was, well, she was a decent cook. Okay. She just did fried chicken. Yeah, probably better than my mom. My mom was a terrible cook. My mom was a was an excellent cook, and my father was a great like you know dad cook. He did all the grilling and smoking and deep frying. So, what did your parents fry then? Like, what was their go to dish? As Mike asked, pierogies, dude. Ooh, pierogies because he's Polish, and catfish because I'm Southern. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So they would you boil the pierogies until they float, and you take them out and you put them in the pan with a literally a stick of butter, and then you just fry the fry them up so they get the little browning on the sides. Would you get? Would your uh, I, uh, did they make them fresh like from scratch, or were they like store bought? Mm, sometimes. I don't Man, think I've I, ever had I, fresh pierogies. I made my own pierogies one day years and years ago, and it was a day long process. And it, I said, yeah, I would never do that again. It is a. It's it. He's not joking. It's like uh, Tamale Day in the Mexican family. Yeah, oh. it was, it I was, mean, that I mean, makes sense. My whole sense. kitchen was wrecked for for just like eight hours. Like you can make your own ravioli, and I'm sure Italian families do. But for the average person, it's probably well past the point of diminishing returns. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the one thing about cooking that I abs- I love to cook, but. For like, you know, something that's got an hour or two hour prep time and then the the actual time to eat it is like 10 to 20 minutes at most. It it kind of it's kind of sad sometimes, especially yeah, if you're doing there, like a long some, smoke there, or something. There are some things that you can buy pre-made that just the quality is, is good enough that you don't yeah. lose so much. Yeah. Like, I mean, I buy, you know, pierogies pre-made and they're good enough that I'm like, OK, yeah, I'm not going to bother making my own. Because I, I see, didn't make them had... so great that I was like, I can't not have these. I've never had a fresh pierogi, so I'm kind of curious. And yes, I might have you to have. Try it at some point. When? We, when we went to uh, Old Warsaw, Polish, uh, uh, those did... are fresh pierogies. Remember, they were oh, okay. literally floating in a vat of butter. I just remember they were good, but I didn't remember. That's that is homemade okay. fresh pierogies, right there. Right. When we, when we no, I don't think Joel went with us, but we we had them at Red Apple, the Polish buffet. Oh, oh I've been yeah, at Red Apple, but not with you guys. Now, I lived you, in that oh, neighborhood for a while. You, Joel, you were at my second uh, wedding reception. Okay, wait, take that back. <laughs> <laughs> Suzanne's ears are burning right now. <laughs> no, she's like at at my your other. No, there's no other way. Yeah, I, my my northern reception. Yeah, when we had it at the white uh, the white tree inn, the the reception after we got back from the honeymoon, those pierogies were fresh made in the back at that place. So you've huh. you've had them. All right. And yeah, they are super labor intensive. I, I can imagine. All right, so Pat has catfish. Joel has oven baked. I got pierogies, and Josh has nothing really. Like when we had food at home, like I can't recall getting fried food unless it was from like Brown's Chicken. And despite my last name, it's no, that's not like our chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Just... 
Your dad's like, here, it's it's we made this. It's ours. See, it says brown chicken. No relation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when it came to like family cooking, I I can't remember my dad cooking much of anything. I'm sure he grilled burgers occasionally or hot dogs, but uh, and my mom was not a good cook. She made dinner, but uh, honestly, I would be a terrible cook if not for the internet. I. I realize I don't know something. I don't like that I don't know something. I turn to the internet until I know it. And that's over the last 10 years, I've become a pretty decent cook. I mean, I can attest to that fact. I've had Josh's food. Yeah. It's good. So stepping out of that, State Farm, a State Farm? State Farm. Oh, State Farm Fried Insurance. I love it. (laughs) State Fair Carnival or Theme Park Foods when you were growing up? Deep dipped deductibles funnel cake <laughs> yeah funnel, oh. cake, funnel cakes and corn dogs were my jam uh, elephant ears Ooh. i mean the difference ear. between the funnel cake and the elephant ear in some <laughs> cases like there is a technical difference but at some state fairs like the difference is what it says on the booth like it's supposed to be a, a, a specific difference but it isn't always elephant ears are usually more crispy and more like layered and funnel cakes are supposed to be vaguely circular, but like I've had some funnel cakes that are basically elephant ears. Hmm. Now at the the Renaissance Fair in Kansas City, one of the things I always like to get they had pizza on a stick, and it was all the ingredients of a pizza, <laughs> but it was city vault right the there. He ran the old pizza on a stick guy right out of the town. <laughs> the old pizza on a stick, you know, from five BC. Terry, <laughs> sir, would you like some pizza on a stick? That was biggest Dickus's thing. You know, he liked making pizza on a stick. No, it's all the ingredients of pizza that's deep fried like a corn dog. It's like a corn dog shape, but it's uh it's yeah, it's it's on a stick. And so you get you get so like a pepperoni. It's on a stick, is that what you're saying? Yeah, like pepperoni or sausage. Yeah, I've had I get it. You're mocking me. Uh <laughs> well you only said it eight times. <laughs> so like pepperoni or sausage, and it's got cheese sauce and then the uh the breading on the outside. And, it, you know, you had to usually be careful because it was fucking hot as shit. So it's like an oblong pizza puff? Kind of, yeah. It's, oh not, as, it's not as fat that as that. That sounds amazing. Oh, I love but it's good. pizza puffs. Pizza it's puffs so are one of my favorite fried foods in the world. And it's not just a calzone someone jammed a stick into the middle of. Correct. Yeah, okay. it's it's shaped more like a corn dog. But, dude, I'd never had a pizza puff until I went to, to uh, school and, and with you guys. I'd never had one. And I got to agree, it is fucking delicious. Yeah, because there's there's a process for a pizza puff. You order the pizza puff, you get the pizza puff, you bite the pizza puff, you burn your tongue. You, you, you shout in pain. <laughs> like, like, I knew I didn't wait long enough. You go to the burn ward, and by the time you're out, it's cool enough to eat. It's cold. Yeah, exactly. Joel's got it. Those things come out like hot lava. They and are amazing. People, like, not even our international listeners, but I didn't realize for a long time that the pizza puffs we know... They're not, like, available everywhere in the U.S. No, it's a Chicago thing. I had to find a Chicago-based food truck here in Houston just to get a pizza puff. That's sad. I'm sad for the world. Yeah. They're bubbly, they're crispy, and yes, it is molten pizza inside. It is. But But it's it's so so good. Yeah. It's it's like a gourmet, deep-fried hot pocket. But for those people who don't know what they are, it's not like a like a batter fry on it like you would imagine on like say like a chicken nugget or something like no it's it's, it's, something. it's like yeah it's yeah. like a it's like a real yeah filo dough that's delicious yeah it's like a really thin crispy 
exterior shell with all the pizza ingredients inside it. Something you know what? About it Forget is... to pause this. I'm going to go get myself a pizza. <laughs> no, right? right? I'm, I'm thinking about that food hell? truck right now. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that now, does sound good. What about, okay, restaurants that we frequented yeah. that had fried foods? Well, as we discussed amongst ourselves pre-show, Leona's, of course. Yeah. With Once we're in college. Amazing. You know, that's... That, that's not, I mean, I guess college years are still in the, in the then. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Leona's is a pizza place that's exclusively Chicago, had amazing deep dish pizza, and would fry anything. <clears throat> was it Joel likes the um, calamari? Was, yeah. Is still some of the best fried calamari I've had. That giant cheese log. Uh, yep. I oh. mean, literally, it's, it, it was like a block of cheese that you'd see in the grocery store turned into a, basically a... No. A giant mozzarella stick that you would share at the table. Josh, you you explained you know how how that one's made because it's yes, not uh, just dipping in batter and no. The, the Leona's uh, cheese stick is something that's common in uh, Southern Wisconsin, specifically the Madison area, where it is actually made with a string cheese, like a whole mozzarella string cheese, wrapped in a wonton or egg roll wrapper, and then deep fried. Now, he's also, when you think string cheese, he's not talking about, like, a piece of string cheese. He's talking about, like, a three-inch wide string cylinder of cheese. Yeah, it's the whole string cheese before you take the the strings off of it. Yeah. At Leona's, they call them fried mozzarella bricks, and that's that's not an understatement. Yeah. Yeah. And at Leona's, they may have actually cut it from fresh, fresh mozzarella, but, like, I've had those at like weddings in Wisconsin and I eventually found out that like why are these mozzarella sticks so awesome and yeah that's that's the reason Mm -hmm. I remember the first time we ordered one there and it came out and we were like the fuck what is this get a knife it's like because I I think like I had ordered and somebody else had ordered them for themselves as an appetizer and it came out and they just they put it in front of me and I'm like I'm supposed to eat this by myself (laughs) that's you know what that was when you and I Went with when we double dated. Yeah, yeah. That, we okay, or that, we yeah. both ordered the bricks of cheese. Yep. And they showed up, and then we got distracted and went in the bathroom and switched clothes. <laughs> As you do. You made that date sound way weirder than it actually was. Just <laughs> from so... someone that knows that that's not what you meant. <laughs> we went to the bathroom and we swapped clothes. Oh, we swapped our shirts. We swapped our shirts, and it took twenty minutes. Before they noticed. See, that wasn't the only problematic bit of what you just said. You're going to want to roll the tape back later. Agreed. Oh, and then Harold's Chicken Shack, which was just a couple blocks away from Leona's. Probably the best fried chicken and chicken livers that I've ever had. Uh, Harold's is legit. Uh, I actually didn't encounter Harold's until I lived on the uh, south side. Like, I grew up on the south side uh, technically, but I had never hit it until I moved like into a Chicago zip zip code on the south side. And uh, I'll tell you, they, there's a Harold's in Schaumburg. It is not the same as the one that you have to order through the bulletproof glass in like Englewood. Now, see the one in Aurora that we have has got the bulletproof glass, which speaks volumes sign. right there. <laughs> That's what you want. Yeah. Danger I, enhances the flavor. Years ago, I took the girls. I, I did not know that there was a Harold's Chicken Shack in Aurora. I discovered that just looking because the girls wanted fried chicken and I didn't want to take them to KFC. I found it, went there, and it's the bulletproof glass, the little sliding bulletproof glass door, 
and we ordered and this dude comes out of the back and he's got to be pushing 400 pounds like up a hill yeah like he's sisyphus what's happening yeah sisyphus he's pushing 400 pounds of fried (laughs) chicken up a hill he's chickifus he's chickifus (laughs) yeah there you go but uh the girls are like we're getting fried chicken i'm like yes and it's going to be amazing fried chicken because that dude lives for fried chicken and, and dies for it too probably yeah, pretty much it was it's amazing and you get it and it's on they they serve it to you you get it in the little bin it's got the white bread on the bottom with they put the chicken on the top with the fries or whatever you have on the side i get the chicken livers because i love them and i don't have to share them cuz nobody else wants them Blech. dude Blech. I love I love livers and gizzards both. See, I like liver. Uh, That's I I understand a lot of people don't, but it was one of those things that when my mom insists I won't like something, and then I first try it, like I I was always a fan of liver sausage, so it's not that far a jump to go to like fried liver. Yeah, well, fried fried liver, fried chicken livers in. the uh, hot sauce is amazing. Mm-hmm. When I lived in Kansas City and I was a kid and my mom would we would like to go get uh, fried chicken at the local place called Go Chicken Go that I think I've talked about before. <laughs> and their mascot was the Roadrunner. I just I just have, I just saw Speed Racer, except he's a chicken. <laughs> it was actually Roadrunner was their logo for whatever reason. But anyway, uh, we order, you know, a, a box of fried chicken and biscuits, mashed potatoes and gravy. And then she'd always get a box of uh, gizzards and livers. And it always grossed me out. But I would, you know, being a fat kid eventually once all the chicken was gone if there were still lives livers and gizzards in there i would get desperate enough that i would peel all the breading off of them and she'd be like why are all these have you been you know picking all the breading off i'm like uh why would you peel the breading off because i don't want to eat livers and gizzards god it's hard not to say those so wait wait you peeled the breading off and then you ate the breading and left the yeah lizards and and gizzards I'm, I'm going to uh, side with Joel on this one, even though I like liver. When uh, I was a kid and I'd have fried chicken, my favorite part was the bread. And I didn't understand that, like, just eating breaded skin was bad for you. But it's so good. Yep. So, yeah, I, I kind of get where he's coming from. Not so much the, like, turning my nose up at liver, but the, like, preferring breading to actual food. Uh, I get it. Although the best fried chicken I've had still, although there's a place here in, in, uh, in, oh God, Rockford. I'm trying to think of Rockford. No, but there it's, it's outside of Rockford. <laughs> there's a small town outside of Rockford. There's a place called Crandall's that has amazing chicken. But anyway, the best fried chicken say- I've had is White Fence Farm. If you want to talk. Oh, dude. Oh, Come on, dude. White Fence Farm is fucking amazing. It, you know, I, I'm not going to even diss White Fence Farm, but you need to get south of the Mason-Dixon line and order some chicken. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that a restaurant? Cause I, I'm wh- just kidding. I, uh, I thought I knew fried chicken, and I'm not as into it as you are, but I had fried chicken in Atlanta, Georgia, and it was just like, what is this food? <laughs> yeah. Mike, can That's, you attest to that as yeah, well? Yeah. When I, when I lived in Kennesaw, we went for fried chicken. Uh, there, there were multiple times where we went out. Now, two things that that blew my mind. One, fried chicken tasted amazing. I discovered it's because they soak everything in buttermilk for forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And two, I would go to a restaurant. They'd say, "What you know?" She'd walk up to, "What could I get you to drink, honey? Could I have a sweet tea?" 
oh, you must be from Chicago. How the hell did you discover that I'm a Chicagoan for me just saying I would like a sweet tea? Because you didn't say just give me a tea? No. Oh. That's your accent. Uh, what accent? Right? <laughs> I have a non-regional, non-regional dialect. God, I fucked that up. Because you didn't say sweet tea. Sweet tea? <laughs> Can I have a sweet tea? We should get a sweet tea. He's apparently slow. Tay-tay in the wind. Yeah. There was also... Chicka chicka. Oh, this is actually for the for the now, so I'll skip for that. But okay, yeah, um, I almost didn't bring up my fried chicken story because that was like a year ago. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so Amato's, ah, and yes. Zerati's. We have to talk about these because what you mean, Zach's? Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Jay. <laughs> All right, so Amato's was across the street from a restaurant that we went to called Subtenders. That if you're ever in the Chicago what? area. Submarine tender. Submarine tender. That like everyone calls it sub tees, but it's technically submarine tender. Yeah, there was an Amato's for... just off of West North Avenue too. They have more than one. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, hmm. so you go to submarine tender. Two things will happen. One, you will see a photograph on the wall of all four of us in our college years that has been up there for twenty seven years almost, yeah. which is crazy pants. Two, you will order BG fries. And Butter a pizza and puff. garlic fries. Yes. And a pizza puff. And a pizza puff. Because I got and a pizza depth puff. charge. They don't they don't deep fry the depth charge though. But, but no. they will if you pay them. I would say if you asked them to. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but yes, the butter and garlic fries, BG fries. All we Can have to do deep... is point you the picture on the walls like you do it for me. Can you deep fry this submarine sandwich for me? Yeah, sure. I'm sure <laughs> they'd do it, yeah. Yeah. Although but, my my standard uh, uh, sub had uh, fried food on it, but no. it was a modification of uh, meat I'd never had until Mike had half a sub that he didn't want to finish. I didn't okay. finish a sub? Yeah, you gave me uh, half a... Uh, oh, geez, I, I'm blanking. It's my standard sub tease order. Uh, uh, not corn, smoked corned beef is pastrami. Oh, the pastrami sandwich, yes. You gave me half a pastrami... And then the next time I went into Subtease, and every time since for the last 25 years, I have gotten a foot-long pastrami with four slices of bacon. And they don't just throw that on the flat top. They throw their bacon in the deep fryer. Oh, yeah. Color me intrigued. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had never had pastrami before. And uh, when Mike didn't want half his sandwich... I was like, holy shit, I don't ever need to order anything else from Subtease. Pastrami is like nectar of the gods. Yeah, pastrami's damn good. And and it's good there, because the depth charge was like, I'd had several of their other sandwiches, but as soon as I tasted the pastrami, I was like, I've never ordered a different one since. Hmm. I'm going to have to try that the next time I'm there, because I've not had it. Yeah, pastrami plus bacon. Tell them, don't heat up the pastrami. Uh, you you want the pastrami cold, uh, and they'll throw the fried bacon on top. It's good, yeah, real good. When Pat, when you come up here, the four of us have to go to Sub Tees, and we need to call like a Chicago newspaper and be like, "These four guys that went to college together reunite." Here's the picture. Here's them. Here's them eating the food. Um, well, shit. If we're gonna try to get the news involved, we need to try to get as many people out of the picture as possible together. I don't oh. have to go to the graveyard. Dude, have a, what? It Krentz isn't around anymore, is he? Have a he ca- have away? a Cavenex reunion. That would be amazing. Um, something off the side, kind of like the redheaded stepchild of fried foods, but chicken steaks. 
They're um, not chicken six. Uh, Subtee said they're chicken fries. Chicken fries, yeah, yeah. Which now are everywhere. Yeah, but at the time, I'd never, I'd never heard of them. They're French fries, but they're chicken. Yeah. Now let's get back to the Panzerati. So it's football. It is a, a take a pizza, fold it in half, deep fry it. It's basically a deep fried calzone. Yeah, yeah, but it's as big as a football. Yeah, it it's is huge. There was one other thing that, although it was a staple of the college years, thanks to uh, uh, Goldie Burgers, that changed my life. This this might be my childhood uh, fried food, and it's just coming back to me now. The first time I had deep fried cheese curds, where they bread them and throw them in the fryer, and they're melty in the middle. Um, yeah, I remember Port O'Call, a uh, Lake Geneva restaurant which no longer exists that my family almost bought out so it would continue to be a thing. Um, I I first had my uh, fried cheese curds there, and it honestly was like a formative experience <laughs> in my childhood. It's life-changing. See, yeah. and, and cheese curds here is like every single restaurant has cheese curds just about. It's just... Being so close to Wisconsin, they're everywhere. See, mm-hmm. out by me, I have an A&W nearby. Then they have cheese curds and they have sriracha cheese curds. Oh, But I have issues with the A&W by my house because, like, Josh Josh knows we, uh, you're on keto. You order, I want your Big Papa Burger, no bun. And more than once, I have ordered from them, brought everything home, opened up the container, and it's literally a beef patty. That's it. So they don't and put I, any of the toppings on none it. None of the just... toppings. I've this has happened at least three, four times. Yikes! Where I go back and I'm like, all right. And I, I last time I was, I, I went into full asshole mode because I called them like, hey, what goes on on the what, what's on top of the big Papa Burger? And they rattle off everything. I'm like, all right. So take the bun off. And why is none of that stuff on my beef patty? So anyway, I don't go back there often, but cheese curds are amazing. After you yelled at them about the beef patty, I wouldn't go back there either, though. I know, right? Do things to I, your food. I gotta find. I gotta find a place that's got curd, which sounds weird Culver's. now that I say it out loud. Culver's yeah, is amazing. Culver's. Yeah, yeah. there's a Culver's nearby too. Love myself a butter burger. Yeah. Well, all right. Have we? Have we? Uh, I'm so I, hungry. There's one other uh, fried thing that I want to touch on because it was something that I, there are deep fried vegetables, and when I was a kid, there were. There was one that I hated oh. and one that I loved. I'm glad you brought uh, this up. My Radishes. Dad, my dad would order deep fried mushrooms occasionally as a side, usually with fried chicken or maybe with some other places might have it. And I thought they were gross. And uh, I'm surprised I was adventurous enough to try something else. There was a hot dog stand. My mom took me to a few times. I remember this place for two things. One, they had a stand-up arcade machine of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, the arcade game. Two, they had my first experience with deep-fried zucchini. Mmm. Zucchini is, like, I like fried zucchini in any form now, but I'm shocked uh, as an adult that as a child, I was willing to try fried zucchini. And like first bite, I was just like, what is this? Because I expect it to be like a mushroom. And it's not like a mushroom. It's no. really good. Now there's there's a line though, because if you deep, if you're frying it and you go cross over that line, it goes from being that firm semi-crunch deep fry to a squishy you know, that's really certainly mess. true. 
But whether it's discs or more like stick fries, I personally find that the zucchini mm-hmm. holds up better than the mushroom, even though I've become more forgiving towards the deep fried mushroom in my old age. Give me deep, fried, deep fried mushrooms, mushrooms. I love in them. ranch sauce. I'll eat them now, but as a kid, I thought they were the grossest fucking thing ever. Yeah, see, I've never been a mushroom fan, but I used to get uh, deep fried mushrooms from sub teas until I got food poisoning and threw up like 17 times in a row, uh, which was that's, not fun. That's true. We had a board. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, but my mom used to always get uh, fried okra. And I, for a long time, was like, I don't know about that. And then I tried it and I dig on fried okra. Yeah, it's a staple down here. Yeah, it's good shit. If it's done right. It, it, yeah, um, if you if you fry okra, it gets rid of that slimy texture. Mm. Okra is another vegetable that uh, my mom was like, oh, you're not going to like okra. And as an adult, I'm like, I, I don't have a huge problem with okra. It's God. not the best, okay. but it's nowhere near as bad as expected. I, I know that happens with me with movies, too. Like, everyone says, oh, this movie sucks ass. I'm like, well, it wasn't as big a piece of shit as I thought it was, so I guess it's fine. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is okra is water world. <laughs> well, all right. I think we have talked about the van about fried food enough. I think in the uh, now portion, we'll talk about new technology of frying, Joel. And uh, we'll be back in a little bit. Talk about fried foods for the now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the middle of the show for Geek Life Radio's Artisan Song of the Week, which is Ultra Combo Singing Konami Code. Now that all of us have run upstairs or run over and gotten some fried foods. I don't have upstairs. And sadly, not a pizza puff. I didn't have any fried food. I want a pizza puff and chicken livers so bad right now. I was going to say, I would rather have fried food than have stairs. Oh, you don't have stairs. stairs. (laughs) I've never had fried stairs, so I might be missing out. All right, so first question for the now. Do you deep fry your foods or do you have an air fryer and cook it like a bitch? See, I promise I wasn't going to dunk on Joel. I made no promises. I was going to say, I, I, I didn't speak for anyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do not deep fry foods. So, no. <sighs> what? No, I just... Don't you get tired of being wrong? I just don't... I just don't eat... I mean... I, I just don't dig don't eat a lot pork, of fried man. foods like that. I just... That's just not me. I mean, I do. If I go to a restaurant occasionally, I'll get something, but... Okay, I can understand not doing it yeah. at home because when you have like the oil, it gets dirty and the kitchen smells for a while. I get that. Like, if the food is good enough, I will accept it. But I get like not being down with that. I still probably like. I don't know. I might do an air fryer, but I definitely wouldn't call it like a substitute for like actually fried foods. Yeah, I I, I agree with your uh, your logic as far as you know what our qualification for fried foods are. So I wasn't going to bring up the air fryer. Now, I, I will say this. But now I am. Yeah, uh, They're popular, no. so they should be mentioned. Because we're <laughs> well, not going to do an air fryer show. It's no. not happening. What were I, gonna say, I, I have a instant pot with an air fryer top. Hmm. And I will do, like, you get the frozen uh, breaded mushrooms or frozen french fries and that sort of thing. They're amazing in there. 
but I do not consider that a fried food. If I'm making fried mushrooms, I'm going to be battering them. I'm going to be dredging them and I'm going to be frying them in three inches of, you know, canola oil or peanut oil or whatever on my stove. But I will say this, Joel, for frozen foods, putting that in the in the air fryer is pretty damn good. It's got to be better than just throwing them on a cookie sheet. Oh, yes. 100%. 100% better. And they, yeah. that little convection oven. Yes, that's for Pat. I will say tots. Tots will be a completely different thing in an air fryer versus in the oven. Yep. Same thing with chicken wings or chicken strips. But if I'm making them from scratch, no way in hell am I putting them in an air fryer. I've done it. And, and it's it's good, but it is it is definitely not the same as a true deep frying. Oh, yeah, because you don't yeah. burn the shit out of your mouth when you bite it. <laughs> and because it's not a, a fryer, it's a convection oven. It's a convection mm-hmm. oven, yeah. Okay. It's an oven with a fan. I, I will concede that while I'm with Pat on the it's basically a convection oven, there is, I'll acknowledge that there's debate on the topic. There's debate on a lot of topics. There's debate on whether the world is round. It doesn't mean it's right. Yeah, but there's there's a case for it not for it being a little something beyond a convection oven. Although I believe it's basically a convection oven plus. I'm with you on that, but it, it's not like cut and dried. Oh, these people are wrong. Yeah, and you it's know, not like a, people who don't like the Eagles. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a hill I'm willing to die on or anything. I just you know. And I own one. I mean, we have a one of those instant pot air fryer things. I've just never used it. And not not out of spite or anything. It's just I just never think about it when I, I'm cooking anything. All right. Now, so do you deep fry foods? Uh, obviously, oh, Mike hell. does. Oh, hell yeah. Rarely, but it happens. I've done it in the last week, but uh, that would be something that since I've owned this house, I've probably done fried foods in oil, I don't know, five or six times. Okay. I I deep fry uh regularly. I wouldn't say like frequently or anything, but probably maybe once a month I'll I'll deep fry something. Hmm. And yeah. of course, as we all have talked about in s- several other episodes and in the fan chat and everything, I every Thanksgiving I deep fry a turkey. You know, I've I've only had deep fried turkey once, and I don't deep fry anything at home, but uh was that a family Thanksgiving a party, I guess you'd call it Thanksgiving Tradition. meal dinner. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it for the for the family meal, and I, I had I had it once there. Uh, and I gotta admit, I didn't care for it. And maybe it wasn't cooked the right way or something. But yeah, I mean, not to be cocky yeah. about my cooking, but it, you know, as always, you we haven't had my version. No, you're. Uh, that's not a debate. All three of you guys are good cooks. That that is not a debate at all. I 100 percent agree with all of that. So I, I'd be willing to try it again. I just, the one time I've had it, I was kind of like, I don't get it, you know? Yeah. But, and then mm. one of my one of my things that I make the the best in the kitchen is, is uh, I have perfected my fried chicken recipe. Nice. I, I think I make the best fried chicken I've ever had, personally. I prefer it over anything I can get anywhere else. You've told me that and offered it to me if I ever had the opportunity to try it, and I am longing for that day. That sounds yeah. weird, but it's true. I mean, it's a process. I, I need a, It's twenty four hours to make it, but you know, it, if I can, if I can make it, it's it's damn good. Mm, I want fried chicken. Do you do it in a giant cast iron skillet? Um, yeah, good. Yeah, I, I have I have a I have a big eighteen inch cast iron skillet that I call Black Betty. Ramba lamba. <laughs> yeah, I use her. I've been using her for years. She's well seasoned and everything. Well, I got the stinger right now. 
It's funny <laughs> because I do a hell of a lot of cast iron, like pan frying, but uh, some of the best food and some of the worst food I've ever done has been the like deep fried. Like we did one of those meal kits, like a blue plate or I forget what they're all called. Oh, blue apron. Blue apron. It was a blue apron. We had a, like a trial month. And some of the food was some of the best food I've ever had. And then we had the deep fried fish tacos, which sounds awesome. But the salsa was, uh, the sauce slash salsa was so hot that I could barely eat it and Sarah couldn't at all. It Mm. was a lot of work. And the kitchen smelled like fried fish for two weeks. (laughs) It was one of the worst things I've cooked in the last few years. So uh, Blue Apron is not going to be a sponsor of... (laughs) <laughs> I mean, their risotto, on the other hand, is one of the best things I've cooked, like, f- from not my own recipe. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't call that a ring- ringing endorsement, but one bad meal out of many is, is not Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. I had a month? really yeah. good meal. It, it uh, introduced me to another fried-type food, uh, Korean uh, rice cake things uh, called chakaboki. Um But, yeah, the... the most fried dish, the deep fried dish, not great. And you there's should probably some... not fry fish inside your kitchen. <laughs> yeah, you there's like just something about things. the smell of, of frying fish that yeah should be relegated to to professional kitchens. Yeah, or, or backyards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now my father in law he he goes fishing in Canada. We'll stop off at our house on the way up because it's a long drive, and then he's. But the best part is he stops at our house on the way down. And he's got fresh caught fish straight from Canada that he will just batter up with um, cornmeal. No, no, it's what's in oh. the it's in the bag in the little plastic bag. It's yellow. I'm with you. It's the bag. You just sparked you just sparked a, a memory that was like latent for me. Okay, but like um, it's bays. Oh, okay. Because this yeah, there is a bag that is uh, seasoned breading that you can mm. buy for smelt. And I said my dad didn't cook. I was wrong. I remember now that you talk about fried fish going smelt fishing uh, in Lake Michigan in the city at like five in the morning, maybe even earlier, maybe four in the morning, because I remember it being dark and we'd be out there and we'd take these little fish that are about eight inches long and take the whole fish and dredge them into this bag that we shake up that is like seasoned flour and breading and immediately throw them into hot oil that someone had a fire going and just eat the fish whole. Yep. Until you'd mentioned this, uh, fried fish, I'd forgotten that this was a part of my childhood. But yeah. yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, Dave, my father-in-law, when he when he does his fried fish, though, he he's serious about it. I'm like, you ever have like fresh fish and you kind of like worry about the bones? strips him perfectly never have to worry about the bones will he has his own deep fryer he does it out back now the one of the funniest things is with the deep with him cooking those fish is you remember when i had the neighbors that had the 12 probably rough guesstimate right now 18 kids mm-hmm. so there was one the youngest boy at the time whose name was stevie he was the bitch and i'm laying a bet that he did not get food because he just did not have I mean, when, when they all went for the food, I guess it was like he got whatever scraps there were. He was when, run. He pretty much <laughs> he would show up when when Dave would show up at my front door and he would be have his his truck and he'd be pulling his boat. Stevie would show up and one point he was sitting on our front stoop 
waiting for the fish because they would always share the fish with, hey, Steve, here, you have have some fish. And he would be like, <laughs> was he a dog? or <laughs> No, he was an actual child. Remember the okay. remember, remember the story I told about the kid who wound up getting tied to the tree all day and getting sunburned? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Stevie, yeah. Are you sure his parents knew he wasn't a dog? I'm not 100% sure about that. Are you sure are you he sure was their kid? Yeah. Are you sure they knew they had him? Uh, no, I'm not sure. They had They had. Yeah, they so had so many kids. It was, it, it was an infestation at that house. Yeah. <laughs> Child infestation. <laughs> it was awful. But back to fried foods. Yes, back to Do fried you foods. go to state fairs or carnivals or theme parks now? And have certain fried foods? <laughs> I want to tell this story first real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. My father and I, many years back, uh, decided one time uh, they were doing a big crawfish festival in town, which is, you know, during crawfish season. There's just like 100,000 people getting together, boiling crawfish and everything. And there's all kinds of tents and all kinds of, it's a big old state fair type thing. And my dad and I decided that we were going to go and visit the, while we were there, we were, we're like, let's go check out all this fried food because we've been hearing about all the fried Twinkies and fried this and fried that. And we just, for like a good hour, just bought all, bought a bunch of tickets and sat sat at a table, ordered one round of fried whatever's, went and sat down, ate them. Well, all right, went got back in line, tried for like an hour, just tried all their different fried foods until we felt sick as shit. And we're like, okay, time to go home. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, that's going to make you poop. But we tried... We tried fried Twinkies, fried Oreos, Snickers. Uh, Jesus. Oh, fried, fried Snickers. Butter? They did not have the fried butter. That was not a thing yet. Nobody was oh. doing that. Uh, People think was... that sounds gross, but I, I'm actually down with that. I mean, yeah, if it's if it's good butter, I guess I'll try it. But, I mean, yeah, it's not exactly something I'm thinking. But now they've gotten to the point where they, they fry Coca-Cola because they can turn it into like a hush puppy batter. Kool-Aid, uh, saltwater oh, taffy. Kool-Aid sounds awesome. Yeah. So I got to go back to another fair and try the the new stuff and for for my dad just to, yeah I mean, we 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 uh oh I'm trying to remember what his exact comment was we we bit into a nutter butter or whatever or no it was, we bit into a Snickers and he just like was it the, well whatever it was I can't remember what it was I think it was the Twinkie now that I think about it and he just like well, that's just a waste that's just a waste of a Twinkie <laughs> really <laughs> yeah I I gotta admit I I have I've of all those things you mentioned the only one I've tried is a fried Snickers it was it, fucking disgusting. Oh, I loved it. What? I thought it was, good. Oh, I it thought was, it was really good. Gross. How are you so wrong? Fry, deep fried Snickers are friggin' amazing, the, especially when you put like scoop of vanilla ice cream on top just, of them. Just how they melt perfectly. You know, oh. it's like eating a yeah, it's like eating a hot fudge sundae. Exactly. Really, brain? <laughs> um, the worst ones were the fried Oreo and the fried nutter butter because they just kind of turned into mush. I've had fried Oreo and didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, we I haven't been to state fair since I was a kid, but I uh, when we started this podcast and I lived on Irving Park Road, uh, we had a fair literally just outside our door because there was a Catholic church uh, right next to the library, which was across the street from us. And uh, they did basically fried Oreos. They did most of the normal stuff like your funnel cakes, uh, your elephant ears um fried bananas which i've always appreciated that sounds really good oh fried uh, fried plantains would be good oh mm. yeah i mean that's a whole nother thing but yeah you get the fried plantains at uh, like a brazilian steakhouse mm-hmm. 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 i want to so try good. that i like uh fried plantains whether they are the uh unripe ones that taste more like potatoes or the ripe ones that taste more like bananas like both are really good 
Well, kind of an offshoot, I guess, sort of. I mean, I can't say that I've been to a state fair carnival or theme park recently, but we went to a the little college farm team baseball game a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's the Rockford Rivets. And they had uh, kind of like a cheese curd, but it was more like a, it was in like a cube shape almost. And holy shit, those were the like richest thing I've had in a very long time. Like I ate one and I was like, holy shit, that's amazing. And second one, I was like, that was still good, but uh, maybe I'll have another one. And by the third one, I was like, okay, I really need something sweet to cut all this because <laughs> it was, it was a lot, but they were so good. Mm. Good stuff. Yeah. So fried pickles. It's another one you guys. Oh, oh, fried pickles. I this last weekend had f- Cajun spiced deep fried green pepper rings. Mm. Hmm. Yum. Yeah. I would try that. That was good stuff. When and of I... course there's the jalapeno popper, which has a couple of different variations. My favorite is the cream cheese with a little bit of shredded cheddar inside, breaded and deep fried. That's that's like my favorite variant. If yeah, it's I'm... just cheddar, it's usually a little too greasy. Agreed. I make my own uh, jalapeno <laughs> poppers every now and then and deep fry them. And, oh, yes. When so I used to own the restaurant, um, we used to uh, batter and, and deep fry. Um, we made our own uh, chicken strips, uh, mushrooms, and pickles. And, I mean, I I like fried pickles like i i will order them on the regular uh same thing with chicken strips i i like them both but making them on your own and and deep frying them on your own and you know the basket fryer puts a chicken in the basket (laughs) they they were so good and even the fried mushrooms which again after my experience with fried mushrooms i kind of was uh gun shy but yeah there's something to be said about doing it all yourself that's just Mm -hmm. fucking good and I think you got to be careful with fried mushrooms because the uh, bad fried mushrooms have a lot of cooking oil like inside the batter between the mushroom and like the breading. But the good ones, like where the breading's nice and tight, they've done the double dredge. That's the trick to like really crispy fried food is you go uh, flour, egg, breading, back into egg, then breading. Mm-hmm. See, we, we'd use buttermilk. For the dredge, um, and it uh, it adhered to it just just as good as as an egg would. Um, and w- one of the things I used to joke about making all the time was uh, batter fried batter, and we'd make our own homemade ranch as well. So I one day it was kind of slow, decided I'm going to make batter fried batter. So I you know got some little balls of batter and I dredged them, threw it in the fryer. Uh, and once it was done, I pulled it out, put it back through again, dredged it again, battered it again, threw it back in the deep fryer. Uh, didn't quite work out like I was hoping, but you know, if you want to get fat fast, you know, you eat batter fried batter with uh, ranch dressing, you're good to go. (laughs) Your little kid dreams of just ripping the breading off of the fried chicken. (laughs) Yeah. One of the things that I cook right now is we'll do... It'll either be breaded pork chops fried in in a uh, giant cast iron skillet that I have. But one of the things that's actually carried forward from the then to the now is that we would take the dredge and it would normally be like a a cornmeal that we would bread the pork chops or chicken in. Back then, my grandmother would take whatever was left in the dredge with the egg, pat it together, 
make like a little biscuit. What? Uh, yeah, you take don't don't get rid of the dredge stuff, man. You take that egg, take that buttermilk, put it together with the with the flour or whatever it is that you're using to dredge it. Mix it up until it's like kind of sticky, uh, sticky ball type of thing. Pat it down and then deep fry that. Don't what? stop! I'm almost there. I know, I know. <laughs> keep keep and keep you talking. throw. But then you but then you take that dough and then you put it in the in the. I, I feel like I should be charging you nine ninety nine a minute for talking about this. <laughs> you take that biscuit and you put it in the oil start, that start you've talking, been frying the pork AS, chops in. ASMR style, Mike. And then you put it in the biscuit. And then you touch it. And then you put it in there and you let it fry up. Oh, my God. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, then you, you take, but you take the dredge, the dredge, fry it up in whatever you were just cooking. Oh, baby batter! And you make that make like a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the hell is happening? <laughs> but no, that's that's the shit right there. And and you, as you're eating it, and you've got this biscuit deep fried in, you know, pork chop oil, so good. I want my yeah. CB handle to be pork chop oil. Just <laughs> <laughs> you get uh, when you squeeze a pork chop. <laughs> now, is there? Do you guys have a uh, place that you go to for fried food, or a fried blank place that you go to now? For fried seafood, there, I have a certain couple places. You know, um, there's just one place called uh, Captain Tom's. It has just oh, it's so good. Is that Captain but, D's cousin? But I'm telling you right now, like, if you want, like, the best, like, fried anything, it's like tempura at a Japanese mm. restaurant is, mm. like, the best you could go for any, like, tempura batter is so light and, and the vegetables are still so crisp and everything. It's like, oh, tempura I, I, battered vegetables. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, here, there's uh, a place called the Hope and Anchor, and uh, <laughs> they have they have a, uh, a Friday night fish fry, and they're fucking uh, fish I don't know what you want to call it. Planks. I don't know. It's a big, long ass piece of fish. It's so good. And then just last week, we went to a place here called Casey's Burger Bar, and the burger was good, but the French fries were the best French fries I've ever had in my life. Like, imagine like almost like a fried chicken batter, but on a French fry. Not like a not like a chicken fry, but like, and it's not covered in it, but it's it's just enough that it's super crispy. Lots mm-hmm. of seasoning. And I didn't need to add any salt, didn't need to dip it in ranch or anything. Just eating it plain was, like, amazing. And I, they have fried chicken there. I'm going to have to go back and get that shit because those were the best. Now, the whole idea of battered French fries. That's essentially what it was. I, that's the closest thing I can equate it to. I I, I, I like that idea. I, I like that idea, too. This is the thing that should happen more often. So I feel like I'm gaining weight just talking about this. <laughs> right? I think I did. Well, I lost weight when I came, so you know, it oh, balances God, out. Really? All That's right. Where we went. What is your favorite fried food right now? Huh. It, that's an interesting question for me because, like I said, I actually kind of forgot we were going to be talking about this, but I've been really into Asian cooking lately, and uh, I've ended up doing uh, some deep frying uh, recently. I did a uh, what they call a katsu curry which has a pork loin that is breaded and deep fried over rice that's seasoned and uh, then a sweet apple and honey curry with potatoes and onions and carrots. Mm. 
So yeah, I've actually that was the uh, most recent thing I deep fried, and it was uh, pretty fucking good. And I also like uh, making a uh, veal parmesan, which is probably the most involved recipe I ever make because you have to cut the uh, individual parts. Uh, sorry, I said veal. I meant eggplant parmesan. Oh. To cut the eggplant uh, thin, like a uh, little bit more than paper thin, and then dredge and bread and f- deep fry. And once you're done with that, you use all of those pieces of uh, deep fried breaded eggplant as your noodle in a lasagna. So yeah, you got layer of those, layer of sauce, layer of cheese, more uh, breaded eggplant, and then you bake the whole thing with cheese and sauce on the top. Yum. So good. That that uh, recipe was actually taught to me by uh, an Italian lady uh, that lived uh, across the street, still lives across the street from my dad. Uh, for me, I mean, always has been, probably always will be, is fried chicken. And out here, um, like I, I mentioned in the first part of the show, Crandall's has the best fried chicken out this way anyway. Um, and it's all you can eat. So, you you know, you pay a flat rate and they just keep coming back and like, okay, what pieces do you want now? Wait, 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 wait. All you can eat fried chicken? Yeah, yep. that sounds incredibly <laughs> dangerous. That, it's all you can eat and all you should eat. <laughs> Two different things. I'm telling you, if I went to an all-you-can-eat fried chicken place, I would go insane. And, I mean, they give you all the, the sides, too, so you got to be careful because uh, you can fill up on bread because bre- everything is good. That That is a rookie but, mistake. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Don't do that. But they come back to your table every, like, five minutes or so, and they're like, okay, what pieces do you want now? And then they go in the back, and then they come back out with whatever it is that you wanted. Whether you get to choose or... the pieces, too? Yep. Oh, this sounds like a road trip. I think it's... we could do some damage. It's yeah. about an hour from where I live here. I think I could shut so. that place down. I, I think we could make them bankrupt if all four of us show up. And if we take Jay, they're done. Oh, the <laughs> end. The, yeah. See, I went to a place not not. And long they have ago. a bar, so, you know. Oh. Somebody's throwing up by the <laughs> end We could eat 100 wings. <laughs> and we, we pretty much did. We, we pretty much help. did, but what pay, at what at cost? What cost? <laughs> I mean, My by soul the end still of the... weeps. <laughs> At the end of the night, we were drinking Pepto-Bismol in martini glasses. <laughs> there, There is a place by us that, unbeknownst to my family, I want to take them tomorrow, that has all-you-can-eat uh, fried fish and chips. Ooh. Yeah. Now, we went there with my brother a couple weeks ago for the all-you-can-eat wings. Mm. And it wasn't like the, it wasn't a chintzy wing. It was like a good, it's a bulldog's. On Randall Road out by me. So if you're nearby me, go to Bulldogs. And Bulldogs, if you're listening, give us some money. Um, <laughs> sponsor us, please. Sponsor us, yes. Um, it, it's like a good, solid wing. It's not like those little little pissant ones. And they had a sauce called pterodactyl teriyaki. Pterodactyl ter- it was like a teriyaki sauce with a habanero kick behind it. Interesting. Yeah. So you had the deep fried fr- uh, wings with that sauce on top of them. So good. God, man. What about you, Pat? And don't say uh, anything. <laughs> um, I would, gun to my head, I'd have to say fried chicken's my favorite fried food, but I also, you know, egg rolls are great. Crab rangoon is great. Mm. <laughs> oh, crab rangoon. <clears throat> um, toasted ravioli is great. That's normally fried instead of toasted. I don't know why they call it toasted. Well, speaking of uh, crab rangoon and and whatnot, uh, Laura told me today she had a Chinese fried donut. Said it was amazing. Yeah, those oh, things are yeah. so good. 
I've never had one. Oh, I want to try one though so after good. she described it. It like melts not, in your mouth. Yeah, not every uh, Chinese food restaurant has them, but uh, they are good. You know, something I've noticed with Chinese restaurants is if you order the chicken wings, I have never had a bad chicken wing at a Chinese restaurant ever. It's usually on the appetizer menu, and it seems kind of rando because you know you got the usual suspects like the fried wontons and the crab rangoon and the egg rolls and spring rolls. Then they have chicken wings, and it, they're usually about like five bucks. And the spare ribs are usually pretty good too. Always good. Never had a bad chicken wing in a chicken restaurant. Not that I always order them, but whenever I've ordered them. Now, for walking down this way, if you are ever in Naperville, uh, Potter's Place has amazing fried ice cream. Oh, yeah. I like fried ice cream. That was something I grew up with. Uh, you know what? I, I, I just real, real quick thought of um, what, what I, I should probably say this is my favorite fried food, chicken fried steak. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I do yeah. like chicken fried steak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And chicken fried steak is only, is, I'm sorry, not only, but is at its best at a truck stop. <laughs> I mean, and chicken fried steak is one of those dishes that it's, uh, the, the difference between a good one and a bad one is uh, is a gulf. I mean, there's, <laughs> you know, you could have, like, the good, the good ones are amazing and the bad ones are, it's like eating a shoe. A wet shoe. Yeah, I'm, you can say what you like about Cracker Barrel. Uh, chicken fried steak is one thing they do well. Yeah, I agree with mm-hmm. that. And wooden chairs. <clears throat> not not that you're eating the wooden chairs. They just have that for that was don't eat the wooden by. chairs. Yeah, do not fry the wooden chairs. Mm-hmm. No, you can fry them, just don't eat. I them. mean, right, right. We're getting kind of fuzzy about our rules right now. <laughs> <laughs> you can air fry them, but I think we're getting I think we're getting hungrier. Yes, we are. I I am I am like googling where to find a pizza puff within 20 miles of myself right now mm. Mm, pizza puff so uh i'm assuming we have a thumbs up on fried foods from the then and the now <laughs> well there's one other thing i just thought of when i saw the last question that we're kind of going to skip because we already kind of covered oh, it okay yeah um the, the the strangest thing i think i've had and it's strange being uh, the it's not that strange, but if, to me it was strange, and it, it should have been in the then. But I remember I went to a, uh, a place called Kiki's Bonton that was like a Cajun-type place, and I had fried alligator. Mm. And oh, yeah. It's got—you know, it was good, but it left a weird aftertaste. Like, it has a strange post chewy flavor. I don't know what to describe it. It's weird. But anyway, that's all. And uh, the— the, probably the strangest thing I've had was uh, in Las Vegas at a steakhouse. Um, I ordered a chicken fried lobster tail, hmm. which was amazing. So it was a lobster tail that was like breaded like fried chicken. Yeah, it was a it was a lobster tail that had been pa- uh, pounded out thin and breaded really lightly and served with drawn butter. That was my next question: was how did they serve it? <laughs> yep. You read my mind, and it was so good. Huh. I'm not a big hmm. fan of lobster, but I I try it. Hmm. <laughs> Are you Googling See, where to find that right now? Now I'm Midians. trying to think of what the uh, strangest thing I've ever had fried was, because I've had a lot of fried food. But I, I honestly don't think I've had anything stranger to the average person than a scotch egg. Oh, scotch eggs. Uh, if you've never had a scotch egg, it is either a soft or a hard-boiled egg that is coated in the... Uh, Crumble sausage, like a like an Italian sausage or a whatever that kind, but not in a casing, and then frequently either wrapped in bacon or breaded or both and deep fried. 
I've heard of those, but I've never had one. I wasn't 100 percent sure what it, what it was exactly. I just oh, knew it was so fried. good. It's, I mean, it's whether, delicious. Whether it's soft boiled or hard boiled, they're both very good. And hmm. I think some people might find chicharrones uh, actually kind of uh, exotic. Uh, I grew up with them, so they're normal to me. Having fried pig skins, like they're like pork rinds, but like pork rinds or pork cracklins. Um, I guess that's a little exotic. Yeah, kind of. I know when we go to Silver Dollar City, they have a booth there that makes fresh pork cracklins right there, mm. which is oh, yeah, fresher. I, I I like them so much more than than the bagged stuff. Mm-hmm. I really I really like fresh chicharrones, but <laughs> yeah, I don't care for any of the stuff in bags. We yeah. got a uh, uh, keto like snack box that had like. Chicharrones, but with this lard-based spread on them. And it sounds gross, but the seasoned lard, it was one of the best things I've ever had. Lard-based spread. Yeah, it doesn't awful sound. and amazing at the same well, time. Fat is flavor. That's the thing. Is like yeah. When we were kids, we were told that lard was gross. Like if you've ever had like army cooking with like a Filipino cook, they'll just take like lard or Crisco, like by the fistful and dump it in there because fat is flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, our parents who told us that lard is gross, they're, they're wrong. Yeah. I mean, lard I know amazing. some, some of the folks from, you know, back depression era and around that time, you know, used to spread lard on toast instead of butter. Yep. Lard, lard sandwiches with a little bit of sugar. That's, that's, my one of, head. that's one of my secrets for my fried chicken that I will share with you is I cook it in lard. I don't cook it in mm-hmm. oil. <sighs> so, so good. Now I want Pat's fried chicken again. That's well, the only right. secret I'll share with you. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, before we, uh, you know, just, just to save ourselves from this, we are closing this out right now. <laughs> with some vegetables. Oh, With some vegetables, yes. Fuck all vegetables. this, all all this, all this fried food, and here's a celery stalk. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a chicken Caesar salad wrap after this. Oh, you're a celery stalk. Deep fried chicken <laughs> Caesar salad wrap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you remember at um at Garfield's the dessert, the deep fried brownie Sunday? <laughs> oh shit, that, that was, was so good. Uh, if anybody wants some food porn, there's a show on Netflix called Fresh Fried and Crispy with Dame Drops. He's a YouTube guy, and after you watch that, you will uh, you will want to eat everything fried. I that's that's an impossibility because I want to eat all the fried things right now. Yeah. Well, he he was in uh, Ohio at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they had the ex guitar or the guitarist from Warrant has a food truck, and he was deep frying. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that sentence was just said. I know, I, I know. that surprised I me. Don't just, I know. don't just drop that in like you didn't just say that. I know, but he, he deep fries uh, um, like rib tips and Ooh. then serves them over like it's like a nacho. It's like a, uh, but with French fries and it looked fucking amazing. I would just well, okay. eat the rib tips we, we are looking at like a two hour show right yeah. now. Okay, done. <laughs> Fresh Joel, fried and crispy. Yes. What do we have coming up? Uh, we are going to talk about uh, Get Shorty, the Elmore Leonard classic, uh, the TV series and the movie. Uh, going to be discussing a little Spice Jam, uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe with the new Kevin Smith uh, continuation of the series. And we're taking a trip to Fantasy Island. Ooh. 
All right. So if you want to tell us about your favorite fried food that maybe we forgot to talk about in the last two hours, uh, <laughs> let us know. Give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Yep. And again, if you're looking for our back catalog of shows, you can find them on your favorite podcast app, such as Podbean. If you enjoy the show, we'd love to hear about it. Leave us a review on Apple, Google, or Amazon Podcasts. And you can also support the show through the Kofi link in the show notes and uh, help keep the hosting costs at bay. In the meantime, may your dreams be drenched in oil and lard. And thank you for listening. God, I want a pizza puff right now. <laughs> right. Uh, pizza puff does sound delicious. and fried foods. I wish I had some fried foods. I just ate some tater tots as I was walking through the kitchen. Oh, fuck you. Sneaking some tots. <laughs> Guess I'm being a hater tot. Those are my tots. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. That's At. <laughs> oh. oh, that's awesome. Mr. Nida. Hey, Billy. I got a new...